Come on, give it up for Jesus. What an awesome, awesome story of victory and life. You know, we love sharing stories because it testifies to who God is and his goodness and how he can change any situation that I'm going through or you're going through, your family or a friend. God is just really good and really faithful. And we love sharing testimonies because when we see a testimony, we go, if God did it for them, then God can do it for me. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, if you got a Bible, uh, pull out your Bible. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, pull out your phone. If you don't have a phone, uh, we'll have some verses on the screen for you today. Um, but today, I want to talk about having a correct perspective in life, a God-given perspective that only truly comes from him. And so uh, I want to throw a couple pictures up for you. And uh, I just did this. I was at the park with my boys uh, the other day. And so I took a picture uh, from ground level, okay? And obviously in the, oh, go back, go back. In the ground level, um, you can't see much. And you see a lot of grass and dirt and probably some weeds and some things. You can't really see anything but there. And then we go up. We, I stood up and I took a picture. And now we can kind of get a grasp of what's out there and we can see a little farther. But then go to that last picture. I got up way. I climbed on top like I was the bad kid. I was on top of like the jungle gym, you know, like standing up there like a gorilla. And, but there's something amazing when you get up high. When you get up high, you get a perspective that only comes because you can see now above everything that's in front of you. And sometimes in life, this is exactly what God needs to do in our life. He needs to give us a God perspective. Because a lot of times we're living life in the weeds. We're living life in the muck. We're living life in the mire. All we see is our angry boss on Monday. Amen? Can I get an amen from anybody on that? All we see is people that are frustrated with us. All we see is, you know, trying to be the best mom or the best dad we can be. All we see a lot of times is right through the ground level. And sometimes God needs to raise our elevation so that we can see things accordingly to the way he sees things. He can see our life on a perspective in a plane that is not here now, but is a year, two, five, ten, twenty years down the road. And we believe that there's blessing and favor for you. So go with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 4. Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23 says this, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. The message version states it this way. It says, keep a vigilant watch over your heart. That's where it starts. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. I love that, sideshow distraction. How many of you have dealt with drama in the last two weeks in some way, shape, or form, you know? Amen? Okay? Listen, there's a lot of sideshow activity happening. Turn on the news, turn on Instagram, turn on social media. What do we see? Sideshows trying to distract us, take our attention, take our focus away. See, all of the issues of life start one place. It starts right here in my heart. This is where it all breathes, okay? And out of my heart 
determines the course and the direction of my life, okay? It's, it's kind of like this. Have you ever met bitter people, okay, or angry people or foul people, you know, or, you know, bad mouth people? Okay, listen, bitter people end up finding bitter people, correct? Amen? All right? Now, joyful people end up finding what? Joyful people. Okay? There's something brewing in their soul. Okay? So if anger and his bitterness and frustration is bittered, is burning in your soul, burning in your heart, it typically is what's going to flesh out in your life. Okay? I'll never forget. I was uh, kind of angry um, around the age of maybe 18, 19. And um, I told my youth pastor, I was like, I was like, I'm just really angry all the time. And she was like, well, what kind of music do you listen to? And I was like, man, I love Rage Against the Machine. It's just, just an amazing band. And she was like, yeah, um, about that, okay? Maybe that's adding to some anger. Listen, in the heart, whatever's going on in your heart is going to flesh out in your life, Okay? So the Bible is saying we have to watch over our heart. We have to be diligent keepers of our heart. We got to make sure that the thing that is coming in first and foremost is what? The word of God. Okay? The word of God is truth. And when we focus our heart's attention upon the word of God, we are filling our heart with truth and prosperity, God's love, his understanding that I am righteousness by, by what I do, but by who he is. And my heart in the course of my life is totally changed because of the word of God. The word of God is so powerful to change our perspectives in life. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, it says this, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Okay? you got to understand something. Your heart and your mind are connected. Okay? Um, most of the time in life, it's your heart that gets wounded before you ever step out and do something in anger. Correct? It's your pride that gets wounded before you step out and you tell your boss off. Right? It's your, um, it could be an insecure moment. Somebody makes fun of you in life. What happens? Your heart gets hurt. And because your heart gets hurt, you then, your mind and your heart are together. Your heart gets hurt, and then it translates to your mind, and your mind goes, uh-uh. In Jesus' name, this ain't happening to me. This ain't happening today. They're intimately connected. Your heart is the seat for your mind, okay? Your imaginations, your will, your desire, your emotions all flow from your heart and then translate thoughts to your mind, okay? Now, the heart is also the central place that we connect with the Spirit of God, okay? Listen, so I'm talking to Johnny and Nicole in the parking lot before service, and I said, Johnny, what did the doctor say happened to Nicole? And they said, well, um, we don't really know how to explain this, but we believe that she must have passed all these kidney stones, 
yeah, past eight kidney stones with zero pain that were the size that she couldn't pass and she was going to need to be surgically removed. I'm sorry, I don't think so. So the reality is this. Our minds have a really hard time comprehending and understanding the truths of God's kingdom, okay? God's kingdom runs in a different way than how humanity works, okay? So what do we need to connect to the kingdom of God? It's our heart. When we're in worship, it's not our mind connecting to God. It's our heart connecting, going, oh, my gosh, I was created to worship you. Oh, my gosh, I was created for a relationship with you. Something in your heart is gravitating, pulling you closer to Jesus. Your heart is what connects with the spirit of God, and then your mind processes it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 in the Amplified. Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says this. Now, faith is the assurance and then in the Amplified, it says title deed. And I love what it says, title deed, meaning this, okay? Um, let's say Melissa buys a car for me, okay? Now, she's going to give me some money, and then I'm going to take the title to that car, and I'm going to sign that title, and I'm going to sign it over to Melissa Cheney. And once I hand that title over to Melissa Cheney, who owns the car? Melissa, Correct? It's her car, okay? So the Bible's saying this. This is what the heart does, okay? The heart helps us to connect to the kingdom of God. It helps us to stand in faith. So the heart says faith is the assurance, okay? It's the assurance. How do I know that Nicole is going to get healed? Because my heart connects with the heart of the Father, and the heart of the Father says, I died on the cross and I took care of sickness and disease right then and there. And so the heart of the Father connects with my heart and we communicate, guess what? The heart of the Father. And the heart of the Father is to do what? To heal and restore. That is always the heart of the Father. It's to renew, to heal, to strengthen. That is always his desire. It says it goes on to say this. Now faith is the assurance title deed of the things we hope for. And then it says, divinely guaranteed. Listen, God wants us to be able to see life through his heavenly perspective. Heavenly perspectives don't always communicate with earthly realities. Okay? Heavenly perspectives say, no, you are healed. Heavenly perspectives say, no, you will get that promotion. Heavenly perspectives say, you will financially prosper. Heavenly perspectives say, even though you're in the storm today, God is faithful to take you to the other side and you will live victoriously. Heavenly perspectives see life differently than earthly perspectives. So when our heart connects to faith, it connects to what? Heavenly expectations heavenly thoughts that God has for you and me. And it goes on to say, it is the evidence of things unseen. Faith in our heart helps us to comprehend what God wants for your life. And let me be honest with you. I can assure you and I can tell you this. It's more than what you're experiencing now. I promise you. I 
absolutely promise you it is more than what you are expecting or experiencing right now in your life. Promise you. Todd, the Lord keeps telling me more. Believe for more. He will show you his goodness. He will show you his hand. He will show you what the kingdom of God really looks like if you'll step out in faith and trust him. There's more. There's more. You are children of the Most High, sons and daughters adopted into the family of Christ. And if God has brought you into his family, what would he not withhold from you? Nothing. He didn't withhold his son. There's nothing he'll withhold from you, from me. He wants to show you how truly good he is. There's an unseen realm that governs what? The seen realm. Okay? So we were talking about this the other day. When we laid hands upon Nicole, okay, she was healed right then and there. Last Sunday morning, when we laid hands on her, she was healed right here. Now, that's an unseen realm, right? We can't see inside Nicole. So what happens? Three days later, they go to the seen realm, and the seen realm goes, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> There's something wrong. We were supposed to take eight kidney stones out, but there is no kidney stones now. See, this is what faith does. Faith connects in an unseen realm that is very real, that connects with a heavenly realm, a realm, an earthly realm. So what do we need to do? We need to allow our hearts to get into agreement with what's happening in the kingdom of God, okay? And what is this exactly? This is what we call renewing our minds, okay? I renew my mind by renewing what? My heart. Let me try to explain this. So when we come in on Sunday mornings, and we worship the Lord, and the presence of God is here. And you can tangibly almost feel him like he's right there next to you. What's happening? Your heart is being strengthened. <laughs> Your soul is being strengthened. And what happens is, I've heard this countless times. People go, you know what? I needed an answer, and I got out of church, and as soon as I got out of church, I knew exactly what the Lord wanted to do. Why? Because you are in the presence of God. You are in the presence of the Almighty. And your soul was strengthened. Your heart was strengthened. Once your heart was strengthened with heavenly realities, your mind comes into agreement with what God's saying over your life. See, there's two kingdoms that we can connect with today. We can either connect with the kingdom of God that is speaking truth over you, favor, blessing, increase, or we can connect with the kingdom of darkness that's speaking lies. You're not good enough. You don't have enough strength. You'll never get that promotion. You'll never move ahead. You'll never get there. Isn't it amazing how everything the enemy says is you're not good enough. You're never going to get this. I mean, it's just easy to pinpoint the lies of the enemy, okay? But this is what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. With privilege, let's approach the throne of grace. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You are privileged today. See, back in the Old Testament, they couldn't go into the presence of God. 
But then Jesus came and he tore the veil and he destroyed the law and he said, you know what? You are now sons and daughters and because you're sons and daughters, you get to freely come into the presence of God whenever you want. Come on in, son. Come on in, daughter. I don't care if it's church on Sunday morning. I don't care if it's in the car. I don't care if it's in the shower. I don't care if it's in the basement. Whenever you want, freely come into the presence of God and receive grace. That is the throne of grace and favor, the word says. With confidence and without fear. See, I think so many of us come in here today and we kind of give God a half praise. You know why? Because we're questioning if God really loves us. We're questioning, does God's grace really cover me? We're questioning your identity and who you are in Christ. But as soon as you woke up this morning, Christ said, guess what? You are a son of God. You're a daughter of the Most High. You are righteous because I am righteous. And because you are righteous, you get to come directly into my throne of grace because of what I did. Not because of what you did today. So when I come to God, I don't come with this sense of like, I wonder if he's happy with me. I have this picture um, on my computer, and it's Jesus smiling, okay? It's just Jesus with a smile, and he's laughing. See, I don't know about you, but I didn't see Jesus that way growing up. I thought of Jesus as like angry and frustrated and upset that I wasn't enough and that I never seemed to do enough. But I love this picture that I have on my computer. It's just Jesus smiling ear to ear, laughing. And this is the picture that I want you to see today in your mind, that Jesus is well pleased with you, that Jesus loves you, that Jesus cares deeply for you. He cares deeply for the things that you're going through in your life. He cares deeply for your family. He cares deeply for your job. He cares. And this is what it says so that we may find and receive mercy for our failures. Anybody got some failures in the house? I got some failures. I got some mistakes. I need some mercy. And he, and, and then it says this, and find his amazing grace to help us in time of need. Why don't you stand this morning with me? When you're in the presence of God, anxiety, anybody in here have been dealing with anxiety? Raise your hand. Anxiety, yep, anxiety, okay. Uh, doubt, anybody been dealing with doubt? Doubt, yeah, yep, I see hands up, doubt, okay. Uh, disappointment, you feel like you're, you've been a disappointment in life, some way, somehow, raise your hand. Disappointment, yep, you're disappointed, okay. Um, fear, fear. Anybody been dealing with fear? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, bitterness, un the ability not to forgive somebody else because of something, yeah? Yep, we got hands up all over the place. Listen, see, when we're in the presence of God, <laughs> fear and doubt and shame and disappointment, all these things can't live in the presence of God. They can't manifest in the presence of God. So the presence of God, guess what? We see ourselves as God sees us. And God sees us 
as his sons and daughters that he's well pleased with. And he goes, come on in. I love you. I want to give you my grace. I want to give you my strength. The other day, I just prayed this. And um, I've just been struggling with fear and struggling with doubt and struggling with the thought that I'm not good enough and that I'm not a good enough pastor and I don't have enough to lead this church into the new realms that God has. And I've been really, really, really struggling with this for a couple months now. And um, me and Matt, we actually went to a B-dubs for lunch the other day. We just ran in to get some wings real quick. And I walked in and I saw the 1991 Chicago Bulls, okay? Now, for you, that means nothing. To me, it means everything. I grew up in Chicago. I love the Bulls. I love Michael Jordan. I love basketball. So right away, it had my attention. And they were playing the Detroit Pistons. And the Detroit Pistons used to beat up on the Bulls, like year after year after year. And the Bulls were like the little brother of the Detroit Pistons, okay? And then something happened in 1991. The Bulls grew up. And they said, you know what? We're not going to let you bully us around anymore. We're not going to be your little brother anymore. And I saw this in the, in the video. Scotty Pippen went to the lane and he laid up a layup and he got knocked down. And back in the day, Scotty Pippen would get up and he would be angry and he'd be frustrated. And, and he would start yelling at the refs and yelling at the other team. But this time in 1991, Scotty Pippen got fouled real hard and they didn't call the foul. And he got right back up and he ran right back down the lane and he got back to his defender. And the Lord said to me in the middle of B-dubs, he said, Jeff, stop letting the enemy beat you up. Stop letting the enemy do this. Stop giving him authority. Stop giving him access. And I went to my office and I just started praying and worshiping the Lord and God's grace and his favor and his goodness just started raining down upon me. And I just asked the Lord, I prayed this simple prayer. I just said, Lord, I pray that you would clothe me that you would wrap me in your love, that you would wrap me in your righteousness. And I just felt, I mean, I can't, it wasn't like a physical thing, but I could just feel like the arms of the Father coming around me. And it was strength, and it was grace, and it was life. See, when we have that perspective, when we can get God's perspective, we can reign in life. We can live in victory in life. When we tell the enemy, no, nope, I'm not going to let you bully me around anymore. I am a son. I am a daughter. Get out of here. Amen. So if you raise your hand this morning, if you raise your hand this morning, okay, we're going to speak to the enemy right now. That's what the word tells us, that we have authority over him in the name of Jesus. So if you got fear, anxiety, doubt, unworthiness, Whatever that is today, right now, everybody just close your eyes. I want you just to speak to the enemy. Say, in the name of Jesus, I command fear to go. In the name of Jesus, I command doubt to go. In the name of Jesus, I command anxiety to go. In the name of Jesus, I command guilt and shame to go. In the name of Jesus, I command these things to go. They have no authority in my life. I am a child of the Most High. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus upon your children right now. Clothe them in your love. Clothe them in your righteousness. 
wrap your grace and your love and your strength around them. Strengthen their soul right now. Remind them that they are the sons and daughters of the Most High. We thank you, God, that you accomplished all things on the the cross. We thank you that Calvary, you put an end to sin. You put an end to disease. You put an end to fear. You put an end to anxiety. You put an end to worry. We thank you, God, that in you, Christ Jesus, that we have strength in life to move forward in victory. So, God, I bless your people. I pray your blessing, your favor, your increase upon their lives right now in the name of Jesus. We love you. We love you. We love you.